What's up, y'all? It is the Vinny Rock Podcast. I'm here with my buddy, dude. I just fuck it, Justin Graber. Yeah. Graber. Yeah, Graber. Oh, dude. I, every fucking person I have in here, I'm always like, I'm gonna fuck up the last name. I'm gonna fuck up the <laughs> yeah. last name. Yeah, cool. It would, it would be Graber if there were two Bs. You're gonna have to grab that and hold it up to your face uh, when we do talk. So sure. Yeah, so they can hear you. But either way, first, let's get through the pot. Uh, the 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 sponsors. Fucking a. Uh, one of my sponsors. You don't have a beard anymore. No. Hey, you got a nice and clean. I like that look though. That's what I. That's wish I could do that look. Uh-huh. I just can't right now, obviously, because of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, beard.com obviously is a company that I own, and um, we have all all kinds of different stuff out there for beards and uh, male grooming. Uh, that can, goes hand in hand with classicshave.com as well, and for your straight razors and everything else. But um, you know, beard.com, check it out. They sell it at the barbershop in Salt Lake City. If you guys just want to test it out. Uh, if you're in that area for, for that, it's Throwbacks Barber Company. And, um, yeah, man, beard.com, go check it out. If, you, if you're wondering where to go, it's beard.com. That's fucking easy, yeah. you fucking fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. The guys, well, some of the, it's really I have one listener, and he enjoys when I cuss. Man, everyone else, I'm not sure if they're actually listening or not. They're just helping me with my numbers. <laughs> I'm surprised uh, you were able to get beard.com. That, like, that wasn't my, taken dude, already. My buddy. My buddy's a fucking he. He had it like in this. No, he ended up having, he ended up purchasing it. He ended up purchasing it at one point, and mm. and you know I was lucky enough that he wanted to pull me on board and, and work the work with him and and try and make it what it is. And it's tough, dude. It's a fucking oversaturated market. Now mm-hmm. it just comes down to the people like, if you support me, you'd support the beard brand. But you can get beard oil anywhere, right? You know what I mean. Yeah, but yeah. this is one of those. It's American made. It's 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 just kind of like. If you just want, it's it's all it is, dude. It's like why to buy Coke over Pepsi? Well, you just like it better, right? Right, right. right. And so yeah. business these days, like everything in the, in the online space, is, seems to be oversaturated, and it's getting harder and harder. And, and the times of making viral videos and selling a bunch of fucking T-shirts is yeah. is not 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 gonna happen anymore, right? We yeah. they missed the mark. I missed the mark. I guess I was a part of that mark when with Article 15. Right. So, right, right. Fuck. I have one of those shirts. Do you, Article 15? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it? The the pew. Pew professional. Pew professional. Oh, that's what that's our that was our biggest shirt. Yeah, and the um and the uh, six pack abs killer oh. six pack. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I had. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, another one of my sponsors, Core Medical Group. You've seen I've been I've been going on this fitness thing. You've been doing on this fitness thing, really. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what they call that the breakup diet. Yeah, the, the breakup <laughs> diet is like I don't I don't need to eat. Yeah. I, 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 like, am I hungry? No, no I'm not. I'm not. You know what? I'm doing some push ups. <laughs> Yeah, like maybe I need nice abs for the next one. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the best diet. I, I, you know, I don't want one of those anymore. I don't need another one yeah. of those. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm real happy in my situation, but man, sometimes you're like, I wish I could put my mind there though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But what um, I've been using is Core Medical Group. It's a TRT replacement. I got tested uh, about two years ago now. I've been on it for about a year. I think probably a year now. Um, I'm seeing significant changes. I'm seeing significant changes, not just like in the in the muscle building aspect of burning fat, but like mood. I feel yeah, fucking yeah. better, right? Is that affecting you with like anger at all? Too? Not like, a, dude, oh, okay. and that's funny. That's a misconception of the whole thing. Right, right, right. Like testosterone's one thing, but if you start jumping on all the other fucking things that are actually like anabolic and shit, yeah. I've heard that has you know yeah, yeah. This, those symptoms. Shooting yourself in the butt with a needle, like oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, don't do that. Yeah, yeah this you, you inject with this too. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, bro, and yeah, it's yeah. scary as fuck. But 
um, you know, really what they do is put you at, an, at the normal levels of what your age group should be. Mm -hmm. uh, most of us should be running somewhere around like seven to nine hundred, and that's in like in the high levels. Right. Um, I was running somewhere in the two hundreds, which is obviously extremely low. Yeah. Uh, that's something you should actually go do. Okay. You should actually do give yeah, a call, yeah. and, and and for for a blood test, it's only somewhere I think it's like a hundred something dollars, like low low hundred, yeah. like a hundred twenty, maybe that, maybe. But you can go get blood tested anywhere. They'll tell you. They that, have like different. Yeah, they'll find a place. You'll go get your blood tested. They'll run all the numbers on your blood, and they'll tell you if you have low T or not. Yeah. And if you do, boom, they'll ship it directly to your fucking house. Mm -hmm. You know, and they have these these awesome plans for veterans. It's a big. They have these cool plans for veterans, because he did a study, and it was forty different veterans, and thirty nine of them had low T. Wow. It's yeah. something to do with. And how with, do you know unless you get tested? Right. right? How do you know yeah. unless you get tested? And that's yeah. all it is. And and like you know too if you're like, man, I've been working out at the gym and I feel no change, or I'm just sluggish, or you know even depression. Yeah. It helps dude. fight depression, oh, bro. Dude. Yeah. That, dude. And I told my wife recently it was like the first time I ever felt like okay, I might be going through a little bit of depression right now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when I started up on this, I really feel like I haven't had that feeling, and so shit man if this is what it is that's working yeah. so well and i'm running again i'm running again for two reasons i had stem cell treatment mm -hmm. and i believe it helped my back a lot for recovery and so now i'm running again but I, I give all the testament to fucking core medical group and so if you're a veteran out there and you're listening i promise you um i'm not blowing smoke up your ass this is legitimate i love them the the company itself is great and i think all of you should take the time to go get your blood work if it's not through them through anyone yeah. Right. Like, yeah, that that makes sense too. Because like, even if if you're a veteran out there and you're and you're just depressed, go get tested. Because sometimes you you go through things in your life, and those like the, those stresses can affect your testesterone at that time. For sure. You know. For sure. So it might be good why, to why, get why tested you? and like shit. Right. You know. Fucking, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Oh shit! I'm my my testosterone yeah. is low right Mind, now. Mind, body, and spirit, man. Take yeah. care of your fucking shit. Yeah. They, they call it in the military. What do they call it? PCIs and PCCs, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, Beyond Clothing. Have you ever heard of Beyond Clothing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. a good company. They do. They kind of have like the out outdoorsman style clothes, different mm -hmm. multiple different layers for cold and hot and fucking. It's it's a. It, they've been a great addition to the team, and I'm excited. I'm gonna do some marketing with them here soon. Once I'm done with the busy schedule I have down here. Yeah. Fucking A, man. <laughs> but uh, Beyond Clothing, you guys go check them out, beyondclothing.com. Willie Peach Chocolate. Will, me and Willie Peach Chocolate just have, we have a, a hot sauce. It's in my room. I want to get some, I want to, dude, there's a lot of planes around here. Hopefully yeah, it doesn't yeah. fucking. No, that's good. Yeah. But uh, Willie Peach Chocolate is, is, he's a veteran who makes chocolate out of his house. You're fine. Um, he actually does all the ingredients like, like uh, peppers. Mm -hmm. Like you like spicy food? Yeah, yeah. Was, dude, so he does chocolate. With chocolate. Yeah, he does jalapenos habanero. and chocolate. He'll put habaneros and chocolate. Bro, it's fucking awesome. That's and, crazy. and they all have different Scoville units, right? You know the chili peppers are kind of rated through Scoville units, mm -hmm. and so like a jalapeno from around like six thousand Scoville units, which is obviously you know the, the heat of that. Yeah. Then you jump up to a habanero, which is somewhere around like I think it's a hundred k, hundred thousand. But he has all kinds of different bars with different levels, even some with none. Like my kids eat the one it's it's like s'more kind of flavory. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking awesome. But Willie Peach Chocolate, me and him decided we want to make a hot sauce. I have it in the room, um, and I gotta actually put it put it on some chicken and 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 eat it up, man. It's good stuff. But nice. you guys go check out Willie Peach Chocolate, another one of my sponsors, and I love them. They're fucking amazing. Um, I'm gonna hit GMR Gold, and we're just gonna get talking, bro, because because we don't have a lot of time, and yeah. I, I don't want to get a story out there. But GMR Gold is a subscription based gold, um, gold and silver and precious metal company. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing a monthly subscription for, for them for the past, I think it's six months now. And every month I receive a package uh, up to a certain amount of money 
in precious metals. Yeah. yeah the coins or, or bars or medallions, like all this shit, dude. And so me and the kids have been opening them up and having some fun with that, and it's been a great time. Um, that's on gmrgold.com, and Bullion Box is actually the subscription base, so it's fucking cool. You, you collect anything like that? Medals mm. or anything? Cards? Uh, uh, what are they? Challenge coins? Challenge coins. <laughs> I don't collect them. People just you give them fucking, to me. I'm like, oh, I guess you I, fucking I just dude. got a new one from the from the commercial I dude, worked. I was like, what? Come on, guys. My whole thing these. is I have so many challenge coins, dude. But I don't know what to do with them. I haven't put them together. I yeah. don't like the basic thing. Yeah, mine are thing. like in a, in a Ziploc bag. Yeah, dude, I stuff. have the same thing. Yeah. I have like a box of just a bunch of coins, but I have like three of them in the house. Like one in the kitchen is a bunch of them. One in my room is a bunch of them. So I eventually got to put them all together and do something with these yeah. fucking things. Yeah, get the, with the display cases that they mm-hmm. have or whatever. Yeah. Well, fucking hey, Justin, dude. Why don't you introduce yourself real quick so, so the people in the audience can actually hear exactly who you are and what you're doing now. Okay. And then I want to dig really deep into it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm Justin Graber from Buffalo, New York originally. Served eight years in the in the military. Army, um, infantry. I was a population control specialist. Specialist. <laughs> Eleven bang bang. Um, I did four tours overseas: two with 101st and two with 10th Mountain Division. Um, and then got out in 2012. I was like, you know what? I'm sick of getting shot at. I'm gonna go get shot at with fake bullets and yeah. be an actor. Uh, everyone in the military told me I should be an actor. Um, so when I got out, one of my buddies, uh, David Turco. Um, I talked him into joining the army from from high school. I was like, dude, this is what I'm doing. He was like, all right, I'll do it too. Uh, changed both of our lives for the better. Both both of us kind of grew up kind of poor, you know. Um, and when I got out, he was like, I guess he felt indebted to me. And he was like, what's your plan? What's your plan? You need a plan. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna pursue acting or something and get involved in the Buffalo film community, independent films out there. He's like, you're an idiot. Go to school. Use your GI Bill. And I was like, I don't want to go to school with a bunch yeah. of kids that are 10 years younger than They're me. They're not going to get me. I went to war. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't need water. <laughs> like, I'll get it myself. Like, um, and then, like, a week passed, he, he calls me up. He's like, I need your social security number. And I'm like, what, dude? What, what do you need that for? Like, are you trying to get me back in the military or something? He's like, no, just give it to me. And I was like, all right, here you go. Um, and then oh, another week passed, and he calls me up. He's like, "You have a start date, Savannah College of Art and Design." No shit, he yeah, signed he, you up for college. Yeah, dude. Like, I was like, "What, dude?" He's, he's like, "Pack your stuff, man. Don't mess this up. You're moving in with me." He and was so it was, it, it was yeah. a college for what? Uh, for performing arts. Performing arts. Yeah, which is weird because like you're supposed to like audition for stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, somehow, like, I don't know. I I think he no, he sent me. He sent me like a, a self tape thing. He's like, "Oh, yeah. do this. Put yourself on tape." And I was like, "For what?" He's like, just do it, man. And I was like, all right. So damn. So yeah, you like got he in. just yeah. He's like, I already did, I did orientation as you. So when you get down here, I'll show you on <laughs> campus. I was like, what, dude? So I was like, all right, why not? I'll go to school. Um, met my now ex fiance. Yeah. Uh, there she was. She got her master's in motion graphics. She's from Mission Viejo, and we dated for like six months. And she's like, oh, we're we're either breaking up or you're moving to L.A. Because I'm not doing some long distance BS. She dated a bunch of Rangers. At, yeah. At Stewart or whatever uh, or Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, Hunter. Um, and I was like, I like her. Well, I'll move to LA. Why not? I was yeah. like, what? And me not being a school guy, I'm like, what? What school should I apply to? She's like, apply to you. Just apply to USC. And I was like, all right. I applied to USC, and you got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, bro. Yeah. Um, USC. So you went to. You were doing theater in USC now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, graduated 2017, so two years ago. So you got your bachelor's. Yeah, bachelor's in, in arts. Yeah. In arts. Yeah. Fuck. Which is be- like, I was in the BFA program at Savannah College of Art and Design. They had a really great program. And then I applied to the BA program and the BFA program at USC, got into both. But they were like, 
if you do the BFA program, you have to start at the freshman level. BFA, like, explain that. Uh, it's a fine arts degree, okay. uh, bachelor's of fine arts, and it's more of a like a conservatory thing. You have to take these classes. Yeah, very fluent. Like yeah. here's the here's this list you're gonna do in the whole way yeah. through. But the it, but the flip side of that too is like if you're in a BFA program. You you're automatically cast in yeah, shows. Yeah, they're, hand, they're like, handing you shit. You're like, oh, here's you you have to do this role. Like, yeah. do it. Like, in the BA program, you you get to pick which classes to take. You're yeah. like, you know what? I like I I think I'm gonna try a Shakespeare class. Yeah, like I'm gonna focus more on this route. Yeah, exactly. And then you have to audition. Like, and like the BFA program, like you audition too, but they're gonna get the role. So now you're a you're a you're a legitimately trained theater actor. Yeah. Yeah. And then. You know, and and how was it like from the transition of the military? Did you go through a transition struggle, or was it just kind of like, man, thank God I'm gone? No, like I'm still struggling. Yeah, dude. like there's, uh, and I think a lot of guys do struggle with with that transition because, because like you're in the military, you have you have a mission, right? And like yeah. this is what you're gonna do, and you go do it. Like when you get out, you have to give yourself that mission. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of depression like happens. Yeah, with with vets um, who get out because nobody's handing them the mission like right. it was great at, in school because again it's a right, structured right, right, environment right. where it's like you know um it's a good distraction like this uh, i have homework i have to do this i have to yeah. learn these lines i have to you know um study for this this health class you know um but then when you get out it's like what do i do yeah what, what the fuck yeah what next and it's scary well that's what i tell people is like okay you get out. You you were you were trained and taught to be a part of a team, to think like the team, and complete the mission with the team. Mm-hmm. They tell you what to wear, what time to wake up, what the fucking schedule is for the day. Even yeah. when you're a high level fucking NCO, yeah, yeah. you still have someone telling you that shit. Mm-hmm. And then you get out. Yeah. And you're like, okay, no one's gonna tell me what the mission is. No one's gonna tell me what to wear, where to where to be. Mm-hmm. You know. And there's no one to follow because my whole life has been part of a fucking team. Yeah. And then you go try and find that team. It's just a bunch of drunks at a bar, and you're like. <laughs> Oh fuck! Yeah, I, I I can't fall into this, right? Because it's easy to fall into that. Yeah, I yeah. fell into that. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm like, you know what? These guys get me. Let me sit here, and eventually I get into this. It's it's the it's the downward spiral uh, with with the group of guys that we all understand each other, but we don't realize we are our own toxicity, right? Yeah, yeah we are yeah. fucking each other up because yeah. we condone this situation, You're right? Yeah, and like like everybody hits me up right now, like, hey bro, you you in L A, bro? M- M- Ranger buddies, military buddy, dumb man, let's grab a drink, and I'm like, I don't drink. Like I just stopped yeah. drinking for the fact that like. I want to have better dialogue with individuals. Right. At the same time, as like I know what drinking can potentially do. Like I'll start and not want to finish. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I drank last night. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. But like we we can get to these patterns because because and it's really easy to sit there with a homie, a guy that's gone overseas, a guy that gets you and just really just rip all night and fucking you know what fucking it you know what I mean? Exactly. It's yeah. Yeah. Really easy and yeah. it's and it's in a sense there's there's a healthy thing for that right? Yeah. There's, the debriefing side of things is really good for us. But it becomes like if you stay in that too long, fuck, dude. Three years later, you're still doing the same fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. And you still haven't allowed yourself to transition. Kind of like the death of someone. There's, there's a, there's the, the grieving phases, right? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like in in transitioning, there's a, there's a grieving phase. Yeah. The loss of a career. Right. You know, and if you stay too much in one spot and not allow yourself to do the full grieving. Yeah. You're stuck. Or grow. Yeah. Like, um, right after the breakup. Uh, I quit drinking, yeah. and all my friends were like, "This is when you should be drinking." I'm like, "Something <laughs> just—I just feel like I don't want to drink." And when I Hold finally for sound, yeah, right there you go, filming. <laughs> What's the crap? Hold for said, "Shut up, fucking." You didn't jets. give them the schedule. <laughs> yeah, they, go ahead. Um, yeah, right after the breakup, I, I like stopped drinking because I just it felt 
like the right thing to do. And then yeah. when I finally picked up a drink, like I, I, I'm drinking every now and then here and there, but it's not as excessive as it was before. It's not with but the I intentions the to just fucking kind of drown out your sorrows, yeah. right? Because if it is, it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I did, the, I did the math on the day that I picked up the drink on how many days it was. Yeah. And it was like accidentally biblical, dude. It was 40 days and 40 nights. No shit. I was like, what the crap? Yeah, it was like crazy. So if I ever do like a stand-up gig, I think That's I'm going to name yeah. it accidentally biblical. Well, dude, drink. let's let's backtrack. Before we get into your acting on what you're doing, what you have been doing, and all the struggles of fucking being a fucking actor, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to hear about the struggles you had in the military because we've we've actually sat down and had lunch before and and it's an incredible story, and and so this was when you were in 101st, right? Yeah, 101st yeah. Airborne Division. And which deployment Rock was on. it? <laughs> which yeah. deployment was this when? when uh, you got this was my second deployment, 2005 to 2006. 2005 and, to 2006. Yeah. At the same time, in 2005, I was in Mosul. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, shit, dude, crazy, yeah, crazy. Samara, so tell me, man. Iraq. Yeah. So, so what happened with with you that? You guys that are listening, this is what I've been like. I really want to get into the story because it's a fucking interesting one. I know he's not the only one who's ever experienced this kind of thing. And so, yeah, yeah. So I was in Charlie Company. Uh, we got the nickname Kill Company. We had like a, a roster of like of how many kills each platoon had and yeah. shit like that. Um, we were on a three day rotation. Um, is it, it is because that time it was hot and heavy in Iraq, dude. Yeah, yeah. it was hot and heavy. There's a lot of Al Qaeda. Oh, was it Al Qaeda or was it the other ones? Right, like all of them. Yeah, <laughs> it was all the terrorist, all, these, all, all the terrorist groups that are out there. And at that time, even us, dude, in fucking yeah. Mosul, it, it was hot and heavy everywhere. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we were on a three-day rotation, which was, uh, we were um, securing MSR t Tampa. Yeah. And so three days we'd be out, out on outposts. The next three days we'd be uh, doing patrols. The next three days were missions. So if a mission got canceled, that was our day off, and that was few few far between. Yeah. And it's only three right. uh, platoons freaking um, going through these, these rotations. And it, it was hectic, man. Like, we were getting in firefights freaking almost every other day yeah um if it wasn't our our squad it was another squad right um and it was just hectic so uh we had uh, so the same captain steel from black hawk down yeah colonel steel was our brigade commander no shit yeah which is a little crazy it's fucking badass. Think about. there's yeah. a little history oh there. yeah definitely uh, right? badass dude very very aggressive in in his nature but that's that's needed in in war in war sometimes. for sure um so uh, so yeah, so my struggle came from um, <laughs> Operation Iron Triangle when, and there are books written on this stuff, which is crazy that I didn't write yet. Uh, other people have done their research, and it's not a hundred percent accurate. Yeah, but you know that that that's that happens. You know whatever. Um, okay, so we got a mission to go eliminate all military aged males on a on a series of objectives. Yeah, series of islands. It uh, wasn't kill or capture. It was just yeah. It was all kill. Yeah, uh, according to intel, there weren't going to be women and children. We're going in hot with patches and freaking right. Blackhawks and, and all that stuff. And this is one of the missions we did jointly with the Iraqi army. One of the first ones. I remember getting up at like two a.m. and we're stealing their cell phones because we don't trust these guys. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of corruption in their in their military. Um, yeah, didn't something just recently happen with the uh, Afghani? Oh, I think so. National Guard or something. It's, it's like nonstop, that? bro. Yeah, man, it's freaking it's crazy. So we get to the first objective, and it's a dry hole. It's like we didn't get uh, we didn't get somebody's cell phone in time. Yeah, and it looks like it's just abandoned. And we're like, all right, whatever. I those, you, shot. those of you listening, a dry hole. It's pretty much you going into an objective building, and no one's there because 
either they would get tipped off or we had bad intel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I almost shot one of the Iraqi army guys yeah. because I, I'm pieing a corner and he's just like running around by himself <laughs> like a moron. If I, it's nighttime too. I had my nods on and if I didn't see like his his elbow pad, I would have I would have my yeah. my finger would have been like yeah, you know, you're dead. Um, so uh, Blackhawks came to pick us up to hit objective two. Waiting for plane. Waiting, waiting for you're the good. Plane. Directional mic, man. You get it right your okay, mouth good. in there. You're good. Uh, and uh, we get to object- objective two. Everyone's jumping out the helicopter, and there's a this old man standing in the window with an AK, and everyone lights him up, and we have to run around the around the house to get in and start entering and clearing. And we're entering and clearing the house, and there's three guys cowering behind two females, yeah. which is a known Al-Qaeda technique because they know how compassionate we are and, and, right. and things like that. Uh but like we see the females and we're like, oh well, like, what? There weren't supposed to be females. What yeah. the crap? So instead of you know killing everybody, we we made a conscious decision to be like, well, we we need to detain these guys. Yeah. So we detain the three guys. We get their our interpreter in, to, um, because for some reason we had one, but that was, I mean, I guess good for this situation. And uh, the interpreter was talking to these guys, and they're like, no, 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 we're farmers, we're farmers. And it was May time frame. Yeah. So if they were farmers, they would have had some like agriculture. Right. But they didn't. And then we did a, a thorough search of their house, and we found all these AK parts and ammo and like bomb making materials. What 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 rank were you at this time? I was a specialist. You were a specialist. Twenty year old yeah. specialist. What uh, weapon system did you carry? I, I had the two hundred three. You had the two hundred three at the time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. M four and two hundred three. And so um, really, all you're doing is following your team leader and whatever he does. Yeah, uh, yeah essentially yeah. in the military, you have to understand it's it's the hierarchy of that is your team leader does what the squad leader's mission is, and the squad leader kind of facilitates movement of both his teams, Alpha Team and Bravo Team, and all the men underneath an Alpha Team and Bravo Team, which is usually a three or four man team, depending five man team it can be. Uh, so so Justin's just one of the dudes that just does what the team leader tells him to do. Yeah, yeah. Right, you just exactly. find your job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a grunt, just another grunt. So um, yeah, we found we find all these AK parts and ammo and stuff. And then there's another. Uh, we dragged the guy out, the old guy who was in the, who was shot up in the in the window initially. He dies. Um, we have to body bag him. And there's another uh, house that's a 300 meters to the north of this house. And everybody but me and, and uh, I think it was Mason and the medic stayed back to body bag this other body bag and pull security on these three guys that are detainees now and uh, segregating the females and they're asking them questions too and I don't remember what, what happened with that we ended up letting them go or whatever yeah. um, but this at this other house this guy walks out of his house with a baby yeah. he's like don't shoot don't shoot and like I have a baby <laughs> like, hey, this is my bodyguard and but he's got like 15 women and children in that one house yeah. so we do a thorough search, search of his house he only has like an eight one ak and one handgun they're allowed that right but like we need to detain this guy you live next to these guys yeah, that have yeah it's all kind this of shady like all you, the whole thing's a little shady yeah you might know something we detain him bring him back to the first house and this is when the the war was getting extremely political and you had yeah. to like take pictures of of like what you find yes. so you could hand it over to the iraqi government and they can try people if they want to um or do whatever they do over there and uh so we bring him back and um we're doing all this picture taking and stuff and all this stupid paperwork's like we're at war dude like this is yeah. not the time so let's fast forward pay- oh all right so fast forward um another helicopter came in and picked up one of the other squads that was with us who so hit another objective yeah they're gonna in that time they're supposed to come back and get us another helicopter was coming to pick up these detainees and when they were when the squad leader called it up that we had detainees 
the first sergeant came over the net and was like, "Why the fuck are these guys alive?" He didn't understand. He, yeah. he wasn't there. On, he yeah, didn't yeah. have boots on. He, he, all, he, he all he heard was detainees. And, and you already the had ROE. a mission. The mission was not to have de- detainees. Exactly. Right. And, yeah. He's like, "What the fuck?" Um, so my squad leader at the time, this was his third deployment. Uh, he was a former ranger. And, yeah. And, and um, and he was like, he was an awesome leader, but something just clicked today that day. Yeah. Uh, May May 9th, two thousand six. Um, and he was just like. He brought us in the house, and there was a few people. Still and all these na- this is, everyone's dealt with this already, right? Yeah, We're yeah. not trying to have another court case on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, everything's done. Um, and he's just like, "We're gonna kill these guys. We're gonna cut their zip ties. Tell them to run away. And we're just gonna say that they broke out of their zip ties and, and try to run away." Right. And like, people, especially in the infantry, people talk like that all the time: "Kill, kill, kill." Yeah. Right. So I didn't take, I didn't think anything of it, and I'm thinking like, choppers are coming over here, and the choppers are coming back for us to do some other stuff. I'm like, oh, whatever. He's it's kill, kill, kill. That's that's how we talk. I go back to the landing zone. I'm packing up gear, getting ready to go. Drag the uh, the body bag, the the dead guy in the body bag over there. Um, and they walk the guy from the second house over to the landing zone. So I'm, in my mind, I'm like, oh, they're gonna walk everybody over one by one, and you know things are gonna be fine. But as soon as that dude like sat down, shots rang off. So two guy, two two members in my in my squad like actually went through with it yeah um it wasn't the squad there was two other two other soldiers one was a piece of shit soldier and the other guy he's a good he's everyone has reasons for doing what they what they do yeah especially overseas like it's tough man it's if you're if you're a subordinate and and someone tells you to do something yeah it's like you feel compelled to do it you're in a you're in an environment where it's like we're at war you're supposed to do everything they tell you to and you actually hope that they're making the best decision for you when they tell you these things yeah yeah, yeah exactly and so it's tough like i feel bad for for any subordinate that had been put through that yeah and doesn't feel like it was justified yeah yeah, yeah. plus like other other soldiers have different feelings about especially like terror and like everything's yeah, and leading to the to to define these detainees as they were fucking bad guys right um and you know other people are getting blown up throughout the deployment and like um we were lucky enough not to lose anybody but people have reasons for doing what they what they do and you know whatever so <laughs> so um, eventually yeah um, so i i run up on the aftermath of, of the shooting um these guys who were detainees unjustly shot unfortunately um one guy's like puking up blood profusely the other guy's like taking a breath every couple seconds and the other one's just like fucking doesn't have a head so he's he's gone okay so i yell for the medic medic comes over you yelled for the medic yeah you did yeah yeah um, and why uh, was that why, why would you just feel like you it know, was just like uh it was intentional what was happening you knew it was intentional but yeah but it was like like yeah like it's hard it, to watch yeah it's hard to watch like at this point like these guys were detainees they're non-combatives um they're human beings in my yeah. eyes you know at, at this point uh regardless of what what we found in their house and shit like that you yeah know? um plus we you know you, you follow well, protocol Geneva, if they're Geneva detained like, you're supposed to yeah, yeah you're you, don't, to, you don't you don't you don't right. shoot an unarmed man in the back exactly you know? um, at the same time as if you walk up on a combatant an enemy combatant that's injured you are supposed to render aid yes exactly that i just i'm saying what it is but i'm not saying what happens do you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah so like uh the two other guys in, in the squad plus the squad leader like they punched and, and cut each other to make the story seem more legitimate oh shit um like yeah they had like shear, they found shears and stuff like that and like uh one guy was cut across the arm and stuff so the medic comes and like by the time he gets to the to the house uh like i didn't see them shoot up shoot up 
anybody because the house was obstructing my view. And when, yeah. I, when I was running back to the house, uh, the squad leader came around and was like, what happened? And I'm like, you know what happened. You're just saying this to cover your tracks. And this is my thought process. Yeah. Process. And then I get to the, to the front of the house, call from the medic uh, from what I saw. And then he comes. The guy was puking up blood, expired. He died already. And the other guy was still taking a breath every couple of seconds. Yeah. And then the medic was like, I can't do shit for him. He's, he's, he's done. Yeah. And then he went to go aid Hunsaker and Claggett. Right. Um, the two guys that, that, that shot these guys up unju- unjustly uh, because of their their self-inflicted wounds. Right. Um, and... Because the, the medic wasn't tracking. Right, this, right, right. Yeah, no, he just he walks was, up on a scenario thinking, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. She just went down. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, and, like, I'm standing there watching this dude, like, take a breath every couple seconds. And the squad leader looked at me. I looked at him like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. And he's like, put him out of his misery. I didn't take that as an order. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, you're just following orders. Because, like, in my mind, like, at, at that point. It felt like I'm, the only option. Yeah. It's like, do I watch some dude suffer to death that's yeah. in a situation that shouldn't be yeah and like if i was in that like i would want someone to fucking shoot me like yeah i can't ask him i don't speak arabic yeah um fluently so it's like i i did what i felt was right right I, I i put a bullet in his head um actually uh shot twice because i missed the first time yeah um i don't tell a lot of people that but it's because i i pulled my weapon up and i look away and i you know squeeze yeah. the trigger and and then i was like wait is he did I get him? And then he took takes a breath, and I'm like, oh shit! And I notice the hole next to his ear. I'm like, yeah. oh, I have to actually aim and, and yeah. like watch this shit. Um, so and, the, and then I do it. His eye snap open. Fucking like, terrible. That shit fucking stays with me, dude. Yeah. Like, um, and you see it in the movies where like they they close the eyes. Yeah. You know? that sh- I tried doing that. That shit doesn't work. No. It's like I'm like oh. That's, so close the eyes, man. We're gonna fast forward a little. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. The, so, no, no, we're gonna. I want to fast forward to the point where now you guys are getting in trouble for this scenario yeah yeah so there's a huge blown out investigation that was almost closed um but uh the, the guy was who was a shit bag uh couldn't keep his mouth shut because everyone in the platoon was giving him shit based on the cover-up story which was that he got knocked out by a, yeah. a, a potential you know terrorist Obviously, he's going to catch shit for that. But he was like, no, he got sick of catching shit for that. And he was like, no, this is what really happened. We're badasses. We yeah. cut their zip ties and told them, like, dude, the people that he told, obviously, was like, were, like, shocked. Like, dude, dude so you your don't head, do that stuff. In your like, head, you're, you're wanting this to come out thinking because it's fucking eating you alive? Or I is it also, like, you're, like, you're like, oh, shit. I just hope this thing gets put away. Like, no, nothing. It, it's just yeah, ignored and, and done. In my mind, like, because, because of all the stuff that... All the other stuff that we experienced yeah. over there, like I just want, I just want it to go away. Yeah, you know what? Like, should these guys go to jail for what they did? Probably, but at the same time, we're in war and shit fucking happens, and people make fucking dumb yeah, that's decisions. Interesting conundrum, they, right? Like, it's like in my it, these these guys are my brothers too. Yeah. Like like these are these guys have had my back well, this dude, entire that's deployment. That's one mission compared to all the other missions where they got your back, you got yeah. their back, and it's it's something that well, it's they fucking, have to live with for their lives. Fucking, and you, but do yeah, but. Do they need to go to jail for it? Probably not. Like I didn't want it to come out. Like right. I was like, you know what? This is what they said. What happened uh, when I was questioned? I was like, this is yeah. what they said. What happened? I didn't see what happened, so this is probably what happened. Right. Sorry. Um, and then it wasn't until like uh, like that the 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 piece of crap soldier that probably didn't so he just he pretty much called, called no I'm cool I I told them to run away and I shot them and they they did the Harlem Shake or something something weird he was just saying just dumb shit just yeah, to look, and, look like a fucking badass yeah and, these, and, and the people that he told were like this isn't cool yeah, this okay. isn't right so they went 
to CID and told them what um, what he t- he told them. And so then opened up every, a full yeah. blown investigation exactly, again. Yeah. All the fucking and things. And by the time I was brought in the second time, like maybe I should have watched more more like lawyer shows growing up. <laughs> should have been like kept my mouth shut. And be like I need a lawyer. But I was a twenty year old kid. Like, yeah. I didn't know. The second time I was brought in for questioning, they're like, "We know this happened, this happened, this oh, happened." Yeah, they, were, they, they were, put they, you. They, they put, told you they have yeah, everything. Exactly right, <laughs> and like they they got me, and I was like. I didn't know if they knew about what I did. Yeah. And I was like, well, they should probably hear that from me. I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think it was going to be like uh, a Geneva Convention thing. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah, not yeah. Thinking about, and you're not thinking about that in, in war either. Like, right. you're especially when you're like thinking about, oh, fucking A or B, shoot the guy or well, watch him suffer. Out of that death. whole scenario, you felt like, well, you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, like, I, I put some dude out of, out of his misery. Um, yes. And then all of a sudden, I tell them that, and they're like, oh. Wow, we have to deal with this now. And I'm like, what do you, what do you guys mean? And four days later, they bring me back in. They're like, we're charging you with murder, attempted murder, conspiracy to commit mur- murder, falsifying documents. So I was like, I never falsified any document. It, yeah. I didn't see anything. No one, this yeah. is what they said. Like, Let me which, ask you this. Yeah, they eventually dropped that. So at the end of this whole court case. They were going for how, capital punishment, man. They wanted to kill us. Yeah, they well, put my MySpace picture on, on CNN. No way. Yeah, I was in the defect so, one day. And I was like, so at the on. end of it all. Yeah. How many guys got charged? Four. And and for and for what what was the heaviest charge? Uh, murder. Murder. Yeah, yeah. And and how many years were those guys getting? Uh, they took eighteen year plea deals. So okay. they they wanted they wanted all of us to plea against um, the squad leader. And I, th- again, I'm in the situation where like I don't want to like I don't want yeah, to take the stand against like my my brothers like. They did something wrong, yeah, but like it's it's so it's so. War is such a weird one, man. Yeah. I you know I try and explain it to people like, look, I I'm not ever gonna be the one to judge someone on some shit acts they do in war because mm-hmm. like you just don't know the full experience of it, right? Right, right, right. Each one is different, and yeah. it's like you don't send us, you don't train us to kill, you don't train us to kill, and then send us to war and ask us to have um, boundaries on that. Right. And like, we do because we're Americans, and that's the kind of the cool thing about us, but no one else does. Mm-hmm. And that fucks with us too, knowing like, hey, they're just fucking leaving bombs on the road for any motherfucker to get killed. Right. And yeah, yeah. So all these things, it's it's a fucking weird, weird space to be in. We're honorable fucking American soldiers, so we we abide by Geneva Convention. But like, just saying that, it's like, man, whoever wrote yeah. those never been to war. Exactly. You yeah. Know? Like, and it's so it's so hard. Like one of the first guys that we detained overseas during this deployment, I remember like feeling so bad for him because he was crying yeah. he was like telling the interpreter like i'm a good guy let him know like yeah. i don't do anything wrong and we're like hey you're on the you're you're or we're just going to take you and yeah i'm letting the like interpreter tell him like just tell him we're, we had to take him in for questioning yeah, question. That's it. um and you know if he's good he, he gets to go you know and he's like crying and crying and i feel so bad for this guy and then we take him back to the fob he's like on the hvt list yeah like high value target like yeah, he's big, supplying he's, he's guys with bombing materials i'm like hey he's killed this guy amount of soldiers. believed what he was doing was he's so count- right that he he's not just killed a lot of soldiers through ieds yeah. he's killed a lot of innocent people yeah it's like dude fucking these, these guys it's it's a trip but either way right whatever that is yeah. so what what happened with your case what did you get hit with so yeah, I was charged with murder, attempted murder, conspiracy, uh, conspiracy to commit murder, and uh, they wanted me to take a deal, and I was like, I don't want to take a deal, and they were like, they, I, I finally took a deal when they when they came to me and were like, everyone's taking a deal, so yeah, and I was like, oh well, if everyone's taking a deal, then I'll take a deal, but they lied, not everyone was taking taking a deal. Fuck. They were using that as a tactic to make people take deals. Yeah. Um. So mine was uh, nine months for a lesser included offense of aggravated assault with a dangerous weapon. 
and then I ended up having to testify against uh, my the, the, my squad leader. Yeah. Um, and all the other guys did too. So, so those guys got eighteen. Yeah, they took eighteen. And you got the lesser because and I got nine months be- because the, of the the mitigating circumstances yeah. behind it. Plus, it it was kind of messed up because uh, I was the only one that was not put in pretrial confinement. And they treated these other guys like dogs. Like, oh, they were in prison. Yeah, they yeah. were, but overseas, like in cages oh, and shackled, shit. and like they treated them like shit, dude. Like it, it wasn't. While good. you were overseas, these yeah. guys were already apprehended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were just in. And the case. they moved me to a different unit. They moved me from Charlie Company to HHC, which was kind of cool because I like. Well, also weird because they took my weapon away, and yeah, they're so just like, just keep an eye. yeah, they're like, we don't know if uh, we don't know if he's like really involved with these other guys or not like keep an eye on them but that helped me in my sentencing phase because i went from a unit of where, where people knew me and they knew i was squared away in my work ethic to a new unit and i just like showed them that and they were like oh this like this guy's facing capital yeah, punishment seems like a good and dude. he comes to freaking work and takes initiative and doesn't yeah. doesn't need to be told stuff and leading other people um so they everyone came and spoke a lot of people came right. and spoke yeah. on my behalf or wrote me letters of recommendation um, which helped, and I, I didn't get kicked out, like at my court martial. Like, Let me know. So, 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 so you did nine months in yeah. in was it prison in, in yeah, a jail? Yeah, Fort Knox, on holding regional corrections facility. Yeah. Corrections. Yeah. You did nine months after certain. And and any crazy is prison in in Knox very similar to what you assume prison is in the real world? No, no, no it's a it's a daycare. It is. Yeah, it's like oh, uh, count count four times a day. We need to make sure everybody's here. You, you face the wall and they say your number your bunk number you like doing about they don't have you, gangs in there see. they don't have well, no, no it's not, not like, like yeah. not like that like yeah you know if maybe you, if a, you maybe at Leavenworth, but uh yeah not at knox man knox is like it's, it felt like a daycare just but, like center? my first three months though i was in solitary confinement at, Why at is county that? county jail um, because I was awaiting everybody else's trials or whatever. Oh my uh, god, that trial. would suck. Yeah, dude. So, like, like, so they didn't hours? know. They didn't know the mitigating fa- mitigating factors behind my case. They just saw that oh, this guy was charged with fucking this. Yeah, they just put yeah. him in fucking solitary. He's Damn. crazy. But I I think I preferred that because I had my own room, my own space. Yeah. Like I did my own thing. They they supplied us with books every once in a while, so I got to read a lot. Holy um, shit! So, <coughs> so and then the three months of being in solitary, like you, you earn days off your sentence yeah. every month that you're good. So they didn't know if I was good or not in solitary. So I got five days a month off my sentence for three months. Nice. Plus fifteen days off, which was nice. Um, so you did you did nine months. After nine yeah. months, you're out and so after yeah after nine months, my the the Rockasans wanted me back. They're, they they. Th- Everyone was under the consensus that I would do my time, go back to my unit, and continue yeah. continue on. Um, but that wasn't the case. So there was a, a, some stipulation and some regulation written somewhere in the military um, that if you, do f- if you get sentenced to four months or more confinement, yeah. automatic discharge. So at Knox, they have a processing company, the special processing company, whose sole purpose is like to find people who are in my situation yeah. and do the paperwork. There's only... Uh, one major who's a company commander and a first sergeant, and everybody else is civilian contractors who do paperwork to get you out. Where you were you at Knox? Um, two thousand six or no, two thousand seven. It's yeah. funny I was there two thousand eight for drills on for drills in our school. Oh, nice, yeah. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> oh, right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got to drum it in eight. So like, yeah. Um, also, people have gone AWOL, like go through this yeah. place, and they they're on lockdown. But like guys like me, we're not on lockdown, but like we have to like do work for them and stuff like that. We help out their supply guys and like all the people coming through. Um, so they were trying to process you out, and you fought that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm like, wait, hold on, guys. Like they, my unit wants me back. Yeah. 
and this major 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 pitcher was like he's like i don't retain people fucking you're going you're, you're getting kicked out it's a general discharge obviously your unit wanted something to happen i was like my unit did want something to happen yeah. something i I've, I've done my time this yeah, is like they want you back now yeah this is like freaking uh double jeopardy right, right. he's like no our way around double jeopardy is because we're kicking you out because you went to jail not for your crime and i was like what the, that's fucking bullshit man. yeah that's fucking shit so that was a long uphill battle and he was like well if your unit wants you back at your command sergeant major at your brigade level write me an email and right. you know i'll send you back so i i email uh him uh sergeant major camacho i'm like hey like unit wants me back i want to go back yeah. like I'm, I'm i'm ready to serve again and he didn't know me that well yeah the sergeant Sar major like he didn't know me personally but i guess he he talked to the people around the unit and they were like yeah like we want we want graber back like let's bring him back um but he made his de decision up and he was like you know what freaking keep him in the army but send him somewhere else yeah and then the major was like dude like that wasn't the deal the deal <laughs> was going back to you so i'm kicking you out i'm like dude man like he's like I obviously um, I got a, a whole packet of papers of letter letters of recommendation that were written before the trial yeah. and all the new ones from 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 now like people saying they wanted me back he's like obviously these guys are going to say good things about you they're, they're your friends I'm like yeah. no there's like first sergeant letters in there there's people. XO's yeah. letters you know well, dude just to, just to speed up the story only because there's there's more is you spent after that you got back into the military you yeah. went to Fort Drum Right, yep. you were yeah, tenth yeah. mountain yeah, division. So, yeah, so like, uh, one of the prosecutors from the case found out what I was going through by word of mouth and yep. emailed this guy on a whim, saying like, it's not hard to find one guy to say the guy I'm prosecuting is a dirtbag. Yeah, but it wasn't this guy's case. I think he has more to give to the army. So then at that point, the major was like, "All right, well, uh, you have six months to make up. I'm not going to kick you out at this point. You won, you won this battle, but I can't send you anywhere with six months. So like, you just." work with us and then you get out february 2008 with an honorable discharge and i was like no sir let me re-enlist the first sergeant uh who's an mp first sergeant he's like i've had to bite my tongue this entire time man because it's my job to support the commander but you want to re-up after what the army put you through the yeah. army screwed you man like yeah they screwed you over and i was like well i came in the army as an e3 i don't want to get out as an e1 with an honorable discharge like yeah. how's that gonna look on a resume right um yeah so i re i, I re-upped he like he illegally promoted me twice like because you're not supposed to get promoted to until six months after the military yeah um he's like worst case they find out and they take a half month's pay but like you're you're, you're a solid dude man yeah. he talked me into staying at at knox for a little bit longer because i he was like you really want to re-up but i can't get you a you can't get a choice of duty station yeah. you can't get a bonus based on your rank i was like i'll re-up two years in needs and he's like you're probably gonna go to korea you cool with that i was like i'll go to korea yeah but they, they sent me to drum and then i was trying to report early and he's like He's like, what do you do here, man? Yeah. Like, what's your schedule? Tell me right now. I was like, I wake up at 6, do PT on my own, um, and then I come back. I work for the, for you guys like 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Then I go to the to, to the library and do like correspondence courses yeah. for like promotion points. Promotion points, yeah. yeah. And he's like, you're not going to get a sham job like this for a long time, man. Trust me. Eat it up. I know you want to go back to the line unit. Yeah. Um, you wanna, you're probably going to deploy as soon as you get back there. Wait till your report date. Don't report early. Yeah. I'll try to get you your specialist rank in uh, WLC before you leave. And he tried, but he couldn't. But, so I, I'm reporting to Fort Drum as a PFC with the CIB and the yeah. combat patch, yeah. air assault wings. And everyone's like, what'd you do? Like, <laughs> you, you messed up, huh? And I'm like, oh, well, I mean, wrong place, wrong time, yeah. right uniform, you know? Um, then, uh, then you end up getting through the military. Eventually, when you're out of the military, you move to LA, and now you're acting. Yeah. And I'm going to fast forward this because okay, yeah, yeah. only because Time. I want to talk about your acting before we finish this. But, but I mean, it's, it's crazy to hear that you know you went through that. There's there's a lot of guys that go through that. Not a, I say a lot. 
those stories happen and those yeah. stories are not being told right those stories right. are not being told it's 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 a it's sad because you had to go through that you know what i mean it's it's part of war on its own you know mm-hmm. what i mean and those are leadership decisions that are being made and whether anyone listening believes it was a right decision or not it's it's that's completely irrelevant it's up yeah. to them yeah um but it, i it, i do feel for the fact that you had to do that and then get put through that as well easily they could have put you in for murder completely and then 18 years see you later yeah. right you know easily and it was just a blessing that you didn't have that so now you have an opportunity to come out here and live your life it, it, as full as you possibly fucking can and you're doing it acting which yeah. is the hardest fucking thing you could have done yeah yeah right it's like um because I, I do counseling out here and like uh the, the my counselor is just like freaking like why would you put yourself in this position like yeah. you've had to fight your whole life especially in this situation where to stay in the army and like re-enlist and, and, and then like i made i made staff sergeant before i got out too yeah. like two years and two months after my day of getting out of prison I was a staff sergeant, dude. And yeah. Like, there's no better feeling than than, than that. Yeah. And I, I was a great, uh, you know, I was a great leader. I'm not tooting my dude. own horn. Like, people still like reach out to me from the military and stuff like that. Um, I had I I reported to uh, Fort Drum as a PFC. There was a specialist female who was still a specialist when I was a staff sergeant. Yeah. My last deployment, I got sent home early for some other stuff, and they were like, "You get this, you get this shit bag. Good luck with her." And I'm like. You guys just don't fucking get it. They man. don't care like, about their mornings. Yeah. So I pull her aside. I'm like, you know, everyone thinks you're a shitbag, right? She's like, Roger, sir. I'm like, you don't, I don't fucking care. You don't, yeah. you get a clean slate with me. And she's like, her eyes opened. I was like, why did you join the military? Tell me your purpose. What, yeah. why, why did you do it? She told me. And then I'm like, do everything I, 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 I fucking tell you to do. And this is right when the military was like implementing the whole, um, like if, if you're a specialist for so long, you're not promotable. Yeah, they're going to kick get you out. out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm like, do you, do you want to get kicked out? Like, do you want to stay in? She's like, no, I want to stay in. I was like, do everything I tell you to do. You're, you're going to the board. Yeah. I took her to the board right before everybody redeployed from that deployment. Yeah. And one of the first sergeants in that board pulled me in afterwards. He's like, I've seen this soldier bounced around from company to company, squad to squad, and nobody could swear away, man. Like, you, we need more guys like you in the military. Yeah. And it that's sucks. Good, like, that's good leadership, man. Yeah. That's good leadership. But, you know. That's, uh, you know, some some of that's missing, right? It's, it's something that you wish you had, too. Someone that's yeah. going to, you know. Yeah. You know, if, I've if seen, that's yeah, squ- like if, I had you know, a lot of bad leadership, if, and I had a lot of good ones. In my like, head, dude, if if that squad leader wanted you to pull that trigger, I wish he just would have done it himself instead. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just kind of like, don't put it on this guy and do it yourself. Right. But, again, mission dictates it is what it is. So tell me about acting real quick, man. I want to know what so far has been your your proudest role that you've you've attained and what is the goal what is it what is the end state goal for you as an actor yeah um right now i think the proudest proudest role is like just a commercial i did for honey um the online shopping thing that automatically finds promo codes and applies them to your to your cart Uh, i was the guardian angel in that spot but when i went to the uh audition for that i i didn't i wasn't auditioning for for the guardian angel i was auditioning for the guy sitting in his parents basement or something yeah and uh dude like because i've been writing my own material and like editing it at all and and stuff like that um it's taught me like how things how things go and it's made me more comfortable in the audition room so like i I was slurring lines i'm like oh like correct myself go and just repeat back from one like as if they were filming there yeah and they're like oh you you've done this before i'm like yeah roger i've been doing my own stuff like all right uh and they kept me in the room for like a half an hour read for this role read for this role i read for like 17 different roles almost 
Um, that's probably an exaggeration. It was probably only like seven. But, <laughs> but, but uh, and then they're, they're like, yeah, we want to book you for, for that's this. That's cool. Yeah, and it was a non-union gig, but uh, I was able to negotiate non-perpetuity. So, like, yeah. yeah, they have to take it down after a while um, or repay me and stuff, which is which is great. Uh, and, like, the commercial wor- world is, is weird, man. But I'm, I'm joining SAG soon. Good. So, uh, so Monday, I'm, I, I got the paperwork get, ready. It's hard to land commercials now because a lot of commercials are non-union. Right, right, right. Um, and the end goal is, like, I just want to be a successful actor. Like, yeah. if I win an Emmy, great. Like, um... I don't know if I want to like put that on that the pressure on me. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right. It's just like if I'm paying my rent with acting, which I did this month, which was great. Uh, then, then I'm, I feel good. You know. Yeah. I, I, I love the whole process, uh, especially with the training I have with with theater at USC. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. You know? it's, it's a good feeling. Good. And using like the the Rolodex, you call it your yeah. Rolodex. Using using that to get to where you need to go. Um, emotionally or whatever is like is 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 crazy. Yeah, it's almost th- therapeutic. I try to tell people I think guys like like you, guys like me, guys who experience combat and 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 like very close hand. You you kind of seen the man the the lows and the highs. You yeah. know what I mean F- of other people's lives. You mm-hmm. know what I mean of your own. You know what I mean. You've been put through like a, an emotional fucking roller coaster, and so yeah. it's it almost gives you a better opportunity to be a good actor in my head. If you use it right, if yeah. you harness it right, if yeah, you know yeah. how to control that, if you know how to, to, to provoke it when need be. Yeah. Learning just, how to parallel it with imagination yeah, is and, like what, what, what I found works for me. And like, that's the thing is like a lot of people who are actors probably haven't had those experiences. So it's mm-hmm. a lot harder for them to get to where they need to go. Yeah. Um, I think guys like us have, it's, it's on standby waiting for someone to use, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. And yeah. so that's why I think I like a lot of act, a lot of veterans right now are looking into getting into acting, and I think it's I think it's a good I think it's a good thing, and you know I hope you know you guys listening that are interested, you guys can reach out to Justin. He's always there to help me whenever I need something too, as well. Is another one of the guys I bounce shit off of, mm-hmm. um, and and I just think there's there's definitely a future for a lot of veterans, if, and and to find th- the therapy in it, which most people don't even imagine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. F- going from a guy who kicks indoors, going from a guy who's a physical fit guy, who's a who's a fucking you know known as a, a it's just a physical person mm-hmm. has to now use his brain. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Now has to use emotion. I think it's good for us to be able to do that because it breaks down a lot of those walls that, that I think we put up for ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Fucking A, dude. Fuck it, yeah. This went a lot fucking faster than I thought, man. I got to get out of here. You <laughs> Shit. Do, do, oh, yeah, you, have a, you have a class, but It's right? all good, man. Please go ahead and give them where to, they can find you and, and where to come check you out. Sweet. So I'm on Instagram as Juston, J-U-S-T-O-N. My dad was drunk and didn't draw a straight line. So it's Juston. Um, <laughs> R-G. And uh, yeah, that I mostly use Instagram. So you just yeah, check them out on Instagram. You guys have any questions? Anything else? Um, go check them out. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Sweet. <laughs>